Mom, I'm home. That was totally unnecessary for me to say. When you live in a single wide trailer, it's pretty obvious when someone comes in. As far as mobile homes go, it wasn't too bad. We had nearly an acre of land, which I kept neatly mown. Whoever had owned the lot before us had built a nice outbuilding. I kept my weight bench out there, along with my mower, weed eater, and snow shovel. During the summer and winter, I'd pull in about a hundred bucks a week cutting grass or shoveling driveways. I found Mom in our living room slash dining room slash kitchen. She had already put on her waitress uniform, ready to work the night shift at Ron's Grill, Boyer's only non-chain restaurant. As long as I could remember, my mother's nicest clothes consisted of sturdy shoes, black pants, and a top with her first name stitched on it. Mom smiled when she saw me. Hey, honey, how was school? I shrugged. Dinner shift again? That's like the tenth night in a row. She frowned, and I felt a little guilty for bringing it up. When she worked evenings, I'd only see her for about half an hour. I'm sorry, Logan. They've been shorthanded since Dory quit, and... She left the rest unspoken. We could really use the money. I couldn't remember a time when we couldn't have used more money. I'd been four years old when Dad peeled out of our gravel driveway, headed for the green pastures of New Mexico or Utah or somewhere. All I knew was that we'd never seen hide nor mullet of Dad again. Mom was left with me and my older sister, Laura, to take care of. Mom searched for her keys. Do you have any jobs tonight? I plucked the keys from the bowl by the front, and only, door, and handed them to her. It's a little late in the year for mowing. Pray for a long winter. The snowplows didn't scrape the dirt roads that ran around Boyer, and a heavy snow could trap people in their homes. During especially bad storms, I could make a killing shoveling driveways, provided I was willing to work 14-hour Saturdays. Maybe that's what had given me my powerful chest. Mom smiled. With most guys my age, an after-school job meant gas money, maybe a date now and then. I knew better. I spent some money on clothes and school supplies. The rest I turned over to Mom. It had bothered her at first, but we could really use the money. Mom picked up her jacket. Can I fix you some dinner before I go? I pecked her cheek. You're already running late. Bring me back some hot wings. It was an empty gesture anyway. Mom used to leave me a meal every night, but eventually stopped. I think she got tired of fixing me a casserole only to find me eating cold spaghettios right out of the can. She grabbed her purse. Don't stay up too late. And no girls in the house. She was through the door before I could answer. Mom didn't intentionally try to rub it in. She knew Brenda was history. But, like Jack, she just thought I was nursing a broken heart. I'd dated Brenda since our freshman year, after all. I needed a few weeks before I was ready to find someone else. That's what everyone thought. Everyone but me. I plopped onto the couch, too exhausted to get up and turn on the TV, the set was so old it predated remote controls. 
I stared at the imitation wood-paneled walls. It was about 5.30. I'd go to bed in six hours, and I couldn't think of a damn thing to do in the meantime. I didn't have a car, so I couldn't go hang out at Mr. Pizza or cruise what passed for the main drag in Boyer. I couldn't drive out to Columbia, the only sizable city within a hundred miles, and I didn't want to sit in a garage and huff paint like so many other people in this town. I wished Laura still lived at home. She was a lot of fun, even if she did hog the bathroom. We'd talk, go for walks, and eat fast food together. But the year before, she got a scholarship to the University of Missouri in Columbia. It hadn't really bothered me when she left. I missed her, but I still had Brenda. I thought I'd always have Brenda.